Hi, everybody. Welcome and or welcome back to Uncoming to America, the podcast that guides you through life as a foreign student. And this season, we're going to be talking to the Canadians (laughs) about their experience in Canada and, you know, how life goes there. So we have three very special guests and they're going to introduce themselves. Perfect. Thanks, Alia. My name is Aryaman, and I go to Queen's University at the Smith School of Business in Canada, Kingston, Ontario. And I guess a fun fact about me is that I can speak five languages and pidgin more fluently than any other language. That's impressive. All right. So my name is Odianison. A lot of people call me Odi. I go to the University of Waterloo and I'm studying mechatronics engineering. The fact about me, I also really enjoy a lot of creative stuff, especially like playing music. I play um, piano, guitar, and I used to play the saxophone. Um, yeah. Hey guys, my name is Asasa and um, I go to the University of Waterloo, which is in Waterloo, Ontario. Um, a fun fact about me, um, I play an instrument called the galele, or sometimes it's called guitar lele. It's like a mix of a, a guitar and a ukulele. So, yeah. <laughs> that sounds okay, fun. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. We have some really talented people here, creative. So if you're listening and you're creative, you know, feel encouraged. So people that are going to school with you in Canada, the people that are also going to school with you and they're school. still having their outlets and stuff. And I just want to say, like, I'm really, really excited to have you guys on here. Um, I'm actually so happy because I feel like for the longest, we have kind of like focused on um, either the U.S. or just like kind of moved around. And now we get to focus on a specific place. So... Uh, we have some staple questions if you listen to our podcast. Um, and obviously, we're going to ask the staple questions today. So one of them is, for each one of you, um, do you consider yourself a foreign student, like an international student, or um, a citizen like you, you were in Nigeria or wherever you were in before, if you were there, um, but you were actually born in Canada, or are you like a mix of both? So where would you place yourself? Like are you a purebred international student, fresh off the boat, or were you like, oh yeah, I'm a Canadian citizen, but my parents took me to Nigeria to like, you know, learn Nigerian culture, and then I came back. Or are you like a little bit of both? So you kind of lived in Canada, and then you moved back, and then you're but you're a foreign student where do you stand um I guess for me I I was born in Nigeria and um I lived there for a lot of uh almost (laughs) seven years uh then I moved and then I moved back to Nigeria and now I moved to Canada so um I would I am Nigerian but I'm also Canadian because I have citizenship here um so I guess I a mix of both Okay, okay, cool, awesome. I could go next. Um, I consider myself very much an international student. 
Um, I was born in India, then I moved to Ivory Coast, where I lived for 10 years, and then Nigeria for eight years, and Canada for approximately one year. So very much an international student. All around the world. I guess for me, I would definitely say I'm an international student. I've lived in Nigeria most of my life. I just got to Canada, I guess, two years ago. So I would definitely say I'm an international student. Yeah, I mean, we just like to get that, um, that out of the way so anyone who's listening can recognize where they stand in case you're going to be speaking and they're like, okay, I can kind of relate with this person or that person and some similar experiences. So, Alia. Yeah, so um, can you guys tell us a little bit about your journey to Canada? So I know, well, I don't want to tell us a story, but I know you left Nigeria earlier than everybody else. So like, can you tell us more about what that was like and like getting your Canadian uh permanent residency and stuff yeah um so I think I left in uh year nine if I'm not mistaken and um it was it, it was like I was excited about the move because um of course you hear all these things about Canada and um oh what are the things I'm sorry I'm kind of <laughs> lost <laughs> well, one of the things I was excited for which is really random I was excited to see snow it wasn't even the first time that I would have seen it. So, but I was, I was just so excited. I'm like, Canada's going to be great. It's going to be white <laughs> snow. We'll make snow angels. Everything will be beautiful. Um, needless to say, now I, I would avoid snow if I can. Because <laughs> let me tell you, Canada is cold. And the weather does some crazy things. But um, my journey here was, uh, I, I think it was pretty smooth like relatively smooth um it wasn't for um my parents work or anything it was just that they i'm pretty sure they applied or something along those lines um and so we came here and i already knew some people here so that also helped with the move and i guess the adjustment um even though it was still quite a uh a culture shock at times um mm nice even in my school in the school I uh, eventually went to the high school I went to it was nice to know people there even though they weren't in my class so um I knew that uh at least I had some people on my side because right I, I'm more introverted so it was hard for me to just go out there and make new friends in a new country in school that's something that even like even years later, I was still like uncomfortable with um, just putting myself out there. Um, so it was nice to know that there were people there that I knew and that definitely helped uh, for me, at least high school, um, in high school, yeah. Okay, Ariman, how was, how was it for you like moving after secondary school? And how did you even decide you wanted to go to Canada? Was that like a your parents were just like, oh, Canada is better than America, go there. Or what was that like? I think it was more of a personal decision for me because I had applied to the UK, I applied to Singapore, America, and Canada. Um, Singapore, wow. 
Sorry? No, I was just saying Singapore is kind of like out there. Yeah, Raman is yeah. international. <laughs> Don't do that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, but like I think it's mo- I I mostly chose um Queens because my cousin was a was a Queens student and she also another cousin of mine went to Western University in Canada. So it was really I think it was also really the decision that I wanted to go into a business school and these were the two top business schools on my list. So of course, I, I, there were other factors to consider, you know, personal factors and stuff like that. So I guess eventually I landed on Queens. And I guess in terms of um, transition from, you know, secondary school here in Nigeria to, to university in Canada, I think it was quite a smooth one. Very, I think I would say that that one transition was probably the most influential time of my whole life because obviously I'm used to like you know being the odd one out literally everywhere but like it's also like I know how to make myself like make a place for myself wherever I go so it was I think it was the curiosity that drove me to really have that smooth transition and one thing about Canadians is like everyone's super nice and super welcoming so um yeah, so it was it was a it was a great transition into academics, into school life, into social networking, and everything else. For me, I would say it was actually a difficult transition. I guess, firstly, I think once I got admission into Waterloo. I think I thought I was set, but that was really naive of me because my visa got delayed. So I wasn't able to, I guess, start school at the same time as everyone else. And the effect that had on me, it kind of, um, how do I say it? <laughs> it? It just made me feel like there was no way that I was able to adjust the same way as everyone else. Because in my mind, I was like, everyone has already started forming their groups and their cliques and setting mm. themselves into that environment. And I just felt like even when I got my visa and I was able to go there, it would be super difficult for me to kind of enter into that space. It took me a while to get rid of that mentality to get out of my head and get over myself. but in that time that I was like that, I found it kind of difficult to adjust socially, to focus academically. And I guess the first couple weeks slash months were tough on me, but I would say it was definitely a rewarding experience so far. You know, being humbled like that and learning to, you know, keep reality in check despite being optimistic and, as Araman said, you know, people here are super friendly and super welcoming. So once you can actually, you know, take the initiative to step out to your show, things will definitely start moving upwards for you. Awesome. So first I'd like to say, and I said this before, I said this first I'd like to say, so I don't know if I'm going to say second, but thank you. Like, thank you everyone for like the company openness and honesty um, I do feel like for different people, because one of my cousins went through uh, getting admission 
and not having his visa ready and everything. I can only imagine what that would do on someone's mental. Um, and so I give you kudos for going through that and how far you've come because you've all come a long way um, because everybody who comes on here is a success story. So, you know, you've all come a long way. And I'm really, really happy that you can talk about it later on in good life, in hindsight. Um, one thing that all of you mentioned was they're so nice here. They're so nice here in comparison to where? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> they're so nice here. They're so nice here. But like, in comparison to where? Is there like, are we mean in Nigeria? Are we mean in the US, in the UK? Are we mean? Um, this is a random question. It's actually not a fine question, but feel free to answer. In comparison to where? Um, I, I would say, okay, I've, I've been to different places and I would say that Canada, people here are the nicest. So I think it's just, and it's, it's one of those things that's also like universally known. Um, one of the comparisons usually is in comparison to the US. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I saw that so, coming. Um, just the way that people treat other people here, it's, um, for example, the whole like smiling at a stranger thing, some people would consider that like that's a no-no in some countries, but here, mm. um, opening doors, I'm pretty sure that's pretty popular in a lot of countries, but that's done all the time here. Um, and then even just when you mess up, like if you bump into someone, they're so forgiving about little things like that where I found in other places, they might <laughs> give you a death glare or something. Um, yeah, just, just in little things, people are more accepting of each other here, I found. Right, right. And I mean, people that are looking to go to Canada, if you're one of those people that love nice places, definitely go to Canada. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, when I moved and I, I used to smile at people and they'd be like, mm. some people were like, right here. exactly, like, why are you still too friendly? Why smiling that's actually interesting because i know a lot of people talk about like in america like southern hospitality and how mm. people in the south are so nice but yeah. like people in the south are also the most racist so i don't understand that actually yeah but, but um, moving to the north i can kind of see what they mean because like mm. in the north they're kind of like quick they're abrupt they cut, they cut they're like kind of straight to the point you're walking on the street. Yeah, I might smile at a, 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 a few people, but it's not as much as when I'm here in the South and smiling at people and they're smiling back. And the North is like, are you really looking at me or are you just smiling for <laughs> smiling sake? So yeah, so if you're definitely into being nice and friendly, I think, yeah, like you said, it is a cliche and a, a world-known universal thing. thing that yeah. Canadians are so nice. Um, yeah, but that being said, um, as I said, you did mention culture shock. So I want like the three of you to mention a few things that you feel like have come across to you as culture, culture shock um, in terms of like coming from Nigeria. Because I just so the listeners know, all three of you moved from Nigeria at some point. Uh, so what would you say has come to you as a culture shock? Yeah, so, okay. Um, snow. And the weather in Canada is, is crazy. Um, I say it many times, but Canada's weather is actually bipolar. It has 
zero regard for what season it's supposed to be. It just does what it wants. Um, like it was snowing in Toronto yesterday. It's supposed to be spring, but no. Anyways, um, it was, I, I thought I would be okay with the cold. And I remember once after school, I was with some of my friends, the people I already knew. Um, we were going to the mall and they had jackets on and like act actual jackets on. And I was wearing this like netted sweater thing. <laughs> and I thought I would be okay. But I distinctly remember that day because that was one of the first days I realized that I actually need to be mindful of what the weather is that's <laughs> for it. Otherwise I will freeze. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, we need to check walking. those friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do yeah. you with your house like that? <laughs> that day I learned. Um, so, weather is one of the things and if you're coming to Canada you want to make sure um if you're coming in the winter just have a jacket or wear like 12 layers just be safe <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie that's actually one of the things that's really stopping me from coming to Canada like actually being in Canada because I cannot deal with the cold I really can't um even in Georgia like it doesn't get I mean it gets cold in the winter but it doesn't get like that cold like it hasn't snowed in I don't know maybe like eight years or something but every winter I'm still shook I'm like how is it this cold I feel like the weather in Nigeria definitely spoils me but I mean if you're moving to Canada for a better life I mean it's just it's just cold now you just buy a jacket yeah. but yeah yeah it's uh so that's one of the things uh the second thing I would say culture shock wise is uh, just the number of different cultures that you get to see in Canada. Um, in Nigeria, um, Nigeria has mainly Nigerians, but in Canada, Canada is like, it's like a hub for everyone. So you get to meet a bunch of different cultures. You see people from Nigeria here, you see people from America, people from India, like all across the world, people are coming to Canada. So. It was just cool to see that it was, um, there were people like me here in Canada and there's so many other different cultures um, here. Um, and the last thing I would say is uh, just the number of opportunities that, that are here. Um, maybe I wasn't being proactive enough in Nigeria, but here I found that even when you're not looking, opportunities are, are there and of course, you still need to put in the work and like go for the opportunity, but there's just so many different um, different things that you could be involved in here. Um, there's something for like every uh, every interest, whatever it is you want to do, there's probably some association or um, club that you can join. And um, that's something that, I, that was uh, pretty new to me. Okay. Arlana, Janice, anybody? Again, guys, please feel free. Like, just, I know you're being polite, but please feel free. Feel free. Okay. Yes. Um, I guess I could speak to two main things that really came out of nowhere to me. First of all, food. I think <laughs> having lived in, in Nigeria and, you know, eating Indian food all my life, basically, and Nigerian food, it's it's known to be spicy and and flavorful. 
<laughs> I'm trying to keep it as low as possible here. <laughs> I remember the first meal we had, it felt like there was no salt in it. It felt like it came out of the fridge and it was just warmed in a microwave. Although there is good food in Canada, but like that wasn't it for, you know, first impression. Um, I guess secondly, it's how, pe how open people are um, in conversations. That's like in Canada, it's like, if you don't speak your mind, it's like you're not, you know, trying to socialize or there's something that, you know, you're stepping back from in the conversation. So it's, I guess it ties back to how everyone is super nice and polite. It's just that everyone is, you know, they're free to speak their mind. And another good thing is people are, are blunt. They'll tell you how they're feeling. They'll tell you, you know, what's on their mind. So it's like, it's like a judge judgment free zone kind of kind of thing. So I think that was really nice to to get adapted to. I feel like that must have definitely been a big contrast from Nigeria, where like everybody <laughs> is oh in your business and judgmental. I feel like they have the right to have an opinion, but they're actually not even saying anything. Yeah, right. They're saying everything, so, but not saying anything. No, it's, it's it's interesting. I mean, I haven't seen that. To be fair, I haven't seen that contrast in America that much. I feel like people are still very much in your business. So I think that that's probably very good about um Canada. And that must be nice to have. But Janice, well, for me, I would say one of the first things that really struck me was the difference in systems. I guess when you come here, you see actual working systems, you know, efficient transportation, working power 24 <laughs> seven. It, it's a big <laughs> contrast from- You must be so bad, Nigeria. Yup. And I, I mean, honestly, it, it really shocked me because life is so much easier like in so many ways like mm. the way i guess the country has planned for certain things it's so easy to get around or to get certain documents or just you know to live life and you feel really liberated especially when you're coming from an environment where a lot of things seem like they're intentionally made difficult yeah and um yeah i, I guess another thing i would say was you know the way you communicate with people older than you you know back home there's a lot of emphasis on titles and respect mm. and hierarchy <laughs> i feel bad but, it, yeah <laughs> like honestly i think when you come here everyone makes you feel like an equal at least for the most part and it's really it's a really good feeling you know when you don't have to worry about whether you, you use the right honorific for the person you're talking to whether it's like in person or by email or something yeah, you know yeah and it, it really makes it easy to speak your mind as well and mm -hmm. to feel comfortable mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah yeah on that i remember i think i don't know if it was high school or university but the teacher was like yeah just call me by my first name and i was like what, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> Because I'm still used to being like Mr. and then last name or Mrs. Mm, last name. Yeah, they're yeah. just like, call me John. <laughs> like, <laughs> I cannot do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, that I feel like there's a level. Oh, sorry. I didn't understand. What did you want to say? Sorry. Oh, no, that was me. That was Iron Man. Oh, Iron Man. Sorry. <laughs> that was exactly me on my first day at school. I was like, good afternoon, Mr. Kurt. 
he was like, don't worry, you don't need to call me Mr. Kurt. Just call me Kurt. That's fine. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's another thing with like a lot of first world countries. Like even here too, people were telling me to call them by their first name. I'm like, I will work. call you Miss <laughs> your first name or Mr. your first name or even Professor. Let's just cut out all the names. I'll just call you Professor. Exactly. The Nigerian in me just cannot, I cannot bring it up. Exactly. I feel yeah. like my mom is behind me like, hello, what are you talking about? Well, that's really cool. Like, yeah, like, I definitely... Respect is... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, like, there's a sense of seniority they try to build in Nigeria, mm. but it, also, it just makes you scared. It just makes you not be able exactly. to do anything. You can't address anything. Like, if, you, if someone does something wrong you're like uh it's wrong but i can't say anything because they're older um right. it just feels a sense of it there's supposed to be a sense of seniority but it's more like just making you scared of nothing my recruiters they're tired of me at this point because they'll tell me just call me charlotte i'm like miss charlotte are you okay <laughs> like, no. just call me just call me jane miss jane they're just tired yeah. of me at this point because they're like so much more older than me and it just makes me feel weird but at the same time, yeah. it builds space and room for you to be yourself. Right. And I feel like in Nigeria, there's also a lot of fake seniority. Like, okay, <laughs> you're a teacher, you're a professor, but that doesn't mean, like, you know what you're doing, to be fair. Oh. <laughs> so at the same time, I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, that's not a reason for me to call you by your first name, but that's also not a reason for you to act like you're so much better than everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. we're all... So next time we all don't know what we're doing. <laughs> professors that that passed by through my mind at Green Springs when you said seniority, it was <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Never. there's a very big difference between respect and fear, and I think a lot yep. of Nigerians are just looking for you to fear them. Yep. Which is like, Ooh. what is That's that? The truth. Hey. Like to be honest, you know, it's it's super important to understand that. I guess seniority doesn't negate accountability. You shouldn't be able to, you know, you shouldn't be able to impose yourself on others just because of your age or your status in society. Everyone deserves a certain level of respect, right? Right, right. It's something that a lot of Nigerians don't remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, even up to, like, the government in Nigeria, like, nobody wants to be accountable for anything. So I think it's definitely a... It's ingrained in our culture, and I feel like our generation now, and like maybe one or two generations before us, have understood that. And it's less of a hierarchy thing, and it's more of a okay, what can you bring to the table as opposed to where are you on the ladder or whatever. So I think that's something I do see that's changing slowly, very slowly in Nigeria. So that's good to see. Oh, yeah, and the, yeah. one more thing I want to stress is the weather thing. That's actually super important. Like, I, I just want everyone that's listening to know that you need to be prepared because <laughs> if you're not prepared, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to really feel it. It's not fun. It's not fun walking through the snow at six in the morning and then waking up and then everything is wet and muddy and disgusting. You know, oh. get your boots, get your gloves, get your layers, get your jackets plural on jackets you know just to be ready 
Yeah. Was a good life in Canada. So that's, I mean, you you win some, you lose some. You can't have everything. You have the nice Fair people. Enough. You can't have the good weather. Sorry. I totally agree with that. Especially like the first point <laughs> Jonathan made about like systems and stuff. Like us coming from, you know, a developing country where like it's hard to, to like get some things by. It's like we go to these developed nations and it's almost that, you know, we're, we're street smart. We're more mm. proactive. And like it's it's just easier to go buy like a lot of different things that you know would would naturally be hard in a, in a country like where you are from back home. Right. So I mean, okay. So I guess moving on from that, what do you what would you guys say that? Wait, what would you guys say is something that you started doing in Canada that you never imagined you would do, like when you were in Nigeria? If there's anything like that, there is one. We, the one thing that really stands out to me is opening myself to, mm. to people. Over here, you you have that, you know, that fear of judgment. That if I say this, you know, how would they perceive me or something. Mm. Like that. And one thing that I've found really easy in Canada is it's opening to anyone. I wouldn't say anyone, but like most people are yes. are very welcoming and stuff. So it's like I am. I am more eager to, you know, meet new people and learn from more people rather than, you know, over here because there's always that fear behind your mind. Well, that's a big thing because, um, like we've already said, Nigerians are very judgmental. And I feel like also in secondary school, people are very, um, very mean actually <laughs> um so like you would tell somebody something thinking that okay that you're a friend and then all of a sudden the whole school knows about it and you're like what is going on here so i i can i can understand why that is very um yeah why that can be very comforting because yeah people just need to know how to mind their business yeah yeah and everyone feels like they they can give you one advice or the other feel like they know what's going on in your life and what you should do with your life and but yeah but Asusa, do you have anything that you um didn't see yourself doing but now you do it maybe like your for example your major or um the clothes you wear or how you talk or things you say what you eat hmm um I guess I could talk about something in all those things you said um but I, I think the main one is uh like I mentioned opportunities before and just the number of um uh, the the amount of support there is here for um like founders and startups and entrepreneurs that's something that um, either I was naive to, or it's just, um, I know, I know it's a lot more prominent in Canada. Uh, for example, uh, I don't know why, but in Nigeria, I thought, like, I've always wanted to have my own thing. So in, but in Nigeria, I thought, oh, I have to be like older. I have to do it when I graduate. Like, it's going to be when I'm older and wiser. That's when I'll like start my business, all that kind of stuff. Um, but when I got here, um, I see my peers, I see people even younger than me starting things and there's mm. and I was just like how how does this work how how is this even possible I thought I needed to be like 
older to, to do this. I thought I needed to, to have more money to be able to do this. Um, and I think also Waterloo, uh, going to the University of Waterloo helped as well, um, helps still in school, um, <laughs> helps as well um, because it's such a tech and entrepreneurship hub and Waterloo especially makes it very easy if you want to start your own thing to, um, uh, to find founders, to find um, resources, to find funding. Um, and it's something that I never thought I'd see that, that I'd be doing at this, um, uh, this early, even just mm -hmm. uh, thinking of what I want to do, um, reaching out to people. Uh, it's something that I'm pretty, um, it, it's jarring to be able to do it here when I thought I couldn't do it until I was like 50. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So from what you're saying, I'm getting like opportunities that people don't really have. If they're in for people that are in Nigeria, opportunities that you don't really have, you get a lot more uh, in Canada and you can realize your dreams earlier that you than you thought you would. Yeah, exactly. Um one big thing I'd say is, is funding and just finding resources. Um I think that's something that's way more uh, heavily focused on here and uh, more um, support is provided for it here as opposed mm. to Nigeria where you might have a great idea but you won't be able to execute it if you don't have money yeah. find money is an issue and then <clears throat> even when you do it like people are going to be like why, why are you doing this even though yeah it, it's weird yeah no, that definitely makes sense. Because I think one thing that I've also been hearing a lot about Canada is how they're trying to build their economy and getting more immigrants in the country and helping entrepreneurs and putting money into things. And I think it's, like you said, there are definitely a lot of opportunities for people. And I think that's also another reason why lots of Nigerians are going to Canada. Um, just because as opposed to America, it's much I feel like it's easier to get into Canada because there's a structure that you follow. Like there's a path to actually get into Canada. In America, it's very all over the place. It's like they tell you to submit one thing and you submit it and they're like, oh, we need something else in place of this. And it's just a whole long process. And also the guy that was our president before did not really like people coming into the country. So like, you know, there was all of that. I feel like Canadians and like the Canadian government is more into um, inviting people into the country and building up the economy that way. So, yeah. Well, for me, I guess I would say a lot of the things that really changed with me were mental. A, a lot of things about my mindset, you know, towards different aspects of my life kind of change in terms of like physical wise I, I never used to do a lot of sports you know back home but then I started learning more about my physical health and how important it is and here I feel like it's easier to like learn about these things and also easier to you know get the right things to take care of my body properly and, and to actually like work out and exercise and just you know focus on physical health and that's just like one small aspect uh, I think another thing is just in terms of what I believe I'm capable of I don't know if this is partly as a result of growing older or 
of coming care, but Aymana and Osisa have both talked about it in terms of the opportunities you get here and how the system basically provides for you in a better way. And I feel like as I've been here, my mentality has changed from that to create good ideas to actually work on executing those good ideas despite mm -hmm. whether they work out or not. I think there's this mentality, you know, about failing fast. And it's something that I've really inculcated as I've stayed here, because as also said, they're literally begging you, you know, to chase these ideas that you have to actually start something to get funding to create and innovate. And it's just, it's amazing, you know, because once you feel like you can take these ideas that you have in your head and actually, you know, make it something tangible, it, it's another feeling entirely. So I would say that's definitely something different from, I guess, how I was back in Nigeria. Because in Nigeria, I, I did have a lot of ideas. I would write them down. I'll talk about it. But I rarely did anything about it. And now here, I feel like I've been able to take way more action and actually try and build something for myself and for the people around me. Oh, wow. That is great. Because yeah. uh, even thinking back to Nigeria, like people don't reward you for your ideas. Even the execution, <laughs> once you do execute it, nobody is talking like, oh, that's such a great thing that you've done. It's more like, like Osasa said, why are you like, why are you not doing what everybody else is doing? Why aren't you just trying to like get by? Why are you doing so much? And I don't know, you'll be trying to help Nigerians in that country and they'll be looking at you like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I want us to get out of here. But they'll be looking like, why can't you just do what everybody is doing? I'm like, are you guys okay with this life that you're living? Like, we're literally suffering. And everybody's pretending like, oh, it's just, it's just another day in Nigeria. No. Can we not, please? Yeah, it's so easy to get used to the norm, though. So when things are changing... I guess people, um, it's strange for people to see it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are scared too. Like, Well, I also like genuinely feel like, you know, when you're relaxed and you have like less things to be concerned about, you can be concerned about things like taking care of yourself, going to the mm. gym, exploring your weight. So if I hate it, what's killing you? I don't, <laughs> these are the yeah. last things. Like you, all you want to do is how am I going to eat tomorrow? what am I going to even eat today for some people and so I feel like the idea of as much as they would want to be into what you're talking about what you're, mm. what you're into there's really for them there's really no way I can help you honestly like I can get excited but I can't fund you because sure. for me I may not even know what I'm eating today or tomorrow and there's also the issue of like if you do invest in something you might not get anything out of it for peanuts so, like, there's a lot of things that's disturbing people in Nigeria. Um, but I can say that maybe if the government itself helped with, encourage that, then people would have a more of a relaxed mind. Like, even the bare basics, like, in Canada, in first world countries, we have the bare, the minimum. Like, we have water to drink. Most people have water to drink, electricity. So they have things that, we are constantly like generator is on 94 7 like your head is hot 
your head is hot. So how are you going to think like, oh my God. That, yeah, everywhere is hot. Your brain is hot. Yeah. Everything is just hot. Sun is beating your forehead. Like there's just too much going on. And so yeah. I am glad that we have the opportunity now to realize. And that's one thing that I feel very bad about with Nigeria is that most of the people in Nigeria have so many ideas, so many yeah. and then they take it out of Nigeria and they give it to another country that doesn't even need it. Mm. They don't even like they want it. They they want to acquire more, but they already have people who would do things like that for them. So yeah, I just really hope that in due season, um, we will have better and things will work out. Yeah, um, I mean, to be fair, this is another conversation I was having with my dad. I was just like, all the educated people are leaving Nigeria to go to different countries. So like, and a lot of people don't want to go back to Nigeria for any reason. So all the people that were hoping to make change in Nigeria are just leaving and they have no plans of coming back. So who is actually, I feel like at this point, we need a revolution. Mm-hmm. Everybody just needs to get out and we need to start again. Let's start the country again. <laughs> turn the power off and turn it back on. Because at this point, especially with the governments, like you said, they don't care about the people that are living in Nigeria. And I think every day that I think about it, it just, it makes me more shocked every time I deep it. I'm like, these people really don't care about well-being. Like, they really don't. Like, they have to collect all the money that they can. And then once that term is over, that's it. Everybody else can go back to, I guess, normal business. And it's really scary because where do we now go from there if your government itself doesn't care? Oh, I've been saying, yeah, 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 but you guys couldn't hear me. But yeah, I definitely see that. And I used to be like crazy. I still have a passion for Nigeria. Like I wake up every morning. The reason why is what I do is for Nigeria. But I noticed like last year, I was having not literal high blood pressure, but I was having a lot of high blood pressure for Nigeria. And I'm not even in the country. Um, so I had to like, you know, dial it back a bit just because as much as we say the government, but like human beings in Nigeria too, if they're giving the same opportunity as the government, they'll do the exact same thing they're all oppressors like your house 100% your housemate in the house how are you treating her all oppression so it's a whole nother topic but as we round off we have our last staple question that we always ask which is what is if today like was like you never get to come on this episode again never come get get on this podcast again and you wanted to leave not that you won't but you wanted to leave people with like three last short and simple what would you say three last things three sentences pretty much short and simple about anything at all like they're I mean, saying, like, since, sorry wait, since there are three of you everybody can just say one so we'll have three at the end <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's aliyah aliyah is the one that's giving guys examples so go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was trying to make it easier for everybody so you don't have to start thinking about three. That's but true. I mean, yeah. if you want to give three, we love advice over here. But so. if you want to give one, feel free. Short and simple. So people take away. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, I guess I could go first then. Okay. So I guess one thing that 
I always try and think about is, you know, what story do you want to tell? Hmm. I, I feel like it's a question you have to continuously ask yourself because, you know, especially when you're an international student, you're in another country, you're not just representing yourself, but, you know, your family, your culture, your people, quote unquote. And I feel like it's important mainly for yourself, but for them to, you know, to think about the kind of impact you're leaving, the impression that you have on your environment, on the people in it, and just to make sure that you are taking conscious decisions to craft that story that you'll be proud to tell to other people. And uh, I guess I, I have like one or two more. Um, one that stems off of the previous thing I just said is to think about the ripple effect, because I find that one thing that I, I didn't do, and I think a lot of people don't do as well, is you know, to think about what happens when they make a certain decision. You know, think about how it's affecting other people, how it's gonna affect you. And I feel like through that way, you can actually think about the thoughts you're having, you know, engage in some meta-pragmatic discourse and make wise choices. Because I feel like it's something that's really hard to do, especially when there are so many distractions in the world, to actually look beyond that and figure out what's best for you. And I find that one way that helps me to do that is thinking about the ripple effect. Uh, Please, again, I'm so sorry. You're just going to have to go say, back and say that ripple uh, discourse, the thumb thumb discourse. Because me, I don't understand that kind of English. That's, that's <laughs> I'm major, screaming. Major, major big English for me. Yep. <laughs> that's <laughs> my dollar word for today. I mean, it's the shock <laughs> on his face. He's like, um. <laughs> I, I guess the way the way I interpret it is just you know thinking about your thoughts. It has a lot to do with like self um reflection and I guess just you know how do I put it <laughs> kind of like just going through how like what your thoughts are questioning what is actually going on in, in your mind because a lot of the time it's just like oh I have this thought I act on it but so you have to like peel the layers of that onion like oh why am I acting like this or why do I feel like doing this this way? You know, is there any other better way? Is this really how I want to continue going on with certain things? So to me, that's that's what I mean by meta-pragmatic discourse. Word, 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 word. I like that. that. Cool. I like that. You, did a, you did a great job. I think that's, yeah. You know, I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. That was great. That's <laughs> so Sarah, man. And, uh, Anybody? Okay, nice. Uh, are you still going? Okay. Yeah, are you still yeah. going? I'm going to say. Oh, I, I thought they said someone else. Oh. Like, My bad. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. Sorry. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought he wanted to leave it on that mega pragmatic note. So <laughs> I was like, okay. But if you want to go ahead, continue. Sorry. I mean, uh, I think there was just one more thing I was going to say is, you know, I guess uh, as much as there's a lot of pressure on grades and, you know, on doing well, 
or having this certain image, I think, you know, sometimes you have to keep in mind that you just need to not take life so seriously sometimes. I feel like I'm in the habit of doing that a lot and a lot of people remind me and I try to remind myself to, you know, to just enjoy the relationships you have with people, the friends you have, the support, you know, the different events and things going on in life. Because at the end of the day, a lot of things that we think are super important right now end up being trivial in the future. You just take it as it comes and, you know, do your best to live your best life. Well, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> um, I could, I could, <laughs> I could quickly give a couple there. I think the first big one that I would say is saying no is fine because a lot of times there will be many, many, you know, instances, events, and different things going on around you. It's just how Canada is. I think as I mentioned, like there are multiple opportunities around you, and sometimes you just need to know if you like, you know, where your strengths and, in, and interests really kind of intersect and choose your opportunities that way. Don't just, you know, blindsidedly just do anything and everything just because you want to be involved. Take your time. There are like tons of opportunities. So eventually at some point, you know, you will find the right thing for you. But like, it's always good to like, you know, experiment. Like, you can always take up things that you think you might be interested in. But then if you find yourself to the point that you know you're not interested in saying no is completely fine and it's something that people in Canada actually um, encourage like you're encouraged to say that you know you're not enjoying what you're doing and stuff like that um, secondly I would say um, a big thing is you need to realize that you're not alone in this there are hundreds of other international students um, or just you know students in your shoes so always feel free to ask always ask questions always seek resources for help and it's another thing along the lines of you know health is Canada and I guess like more developed countries look towards mental health more critically than any other country in my opinion and from my life experiences at least um, over here I was just kind of used to like you know brushing it aside and kind of just keep grinding and going along the way as it's going but in Canada you're actually encouraged to talk about your mental health because that way you know you actually you're able to take the right next steps and I guess just to cut things short um and another thing I think Odanison spoke about it is don't rush to grow up always kind of try to cherish the little things in life you know like going on a walk with your friends or or hanging out with people or you know speaking with your family once every day or I don't know how many times per week just endeavor to do these little things because they they go a very long way and you know especially because Canada can be a bit competitive sometimes just don't get into that race I guess like you know eventually things will come at the right time yeah um I think you guys mentioned some really good things um, on my end, uh, I would say one big thing that I found that helps me, and uh, this is partially from, well, as a Christian, I draw a lot of inspiration from the Bible, but um, setting a goal and seeing 
that you seem to it seem to, to the goal that you set and trying to accomplish it. Um, one story I remember is Solomon building the temple. It's a Bible story, and I just I always remembered the the verse where he's like, um, and he looked at everything he did and everything he had set out to do, he had done. Um, so that's something that drives me. If you're coming to Canada or whatever it is you're doing, you need to have a goal in mind and um, you need to take the necessary steps to act on that goal. If you don't have a goal, then you're gonna be okay with wherever you end up with uh, or wherever you end up at. And um, that, that can lead to, to you looking back and being like, what have I actually done? Um, so setting goals is something that I found is very important. Um, and on that as well, um, just knowing that whatever work you're doing, um, you might think you're working hard, but there's somebody out there who is working harder. There's always somebody out there who's working harder. And that can lead to two things. And I think it should, it should lead to th two things, which is um, one is it should motivate you to work hard, harder as well, because it's easy to think you're doing the hardest you can and you're not seeing results, but you can be working even harder. Um, but on the flip side, um, I, I think it should also remind you that the only sustainable pace you can go at is, is your own pace, because there is always going to be somebody out there who's working harder. So you have to um, be okay with where you are and how fast you are going. Um, second thing I would say is to broaden your perspective. Um, and it's something we've touched on. Um, just how accepting Canada is of people here. Um, I think it's very important to network with people and networking uh, is not always just like something you do at conferences with CEOs and people who own things. Um, even with your friends, even with people you meet along the way, just making sure that you're mindful of new people and um, getting to know them because uh, like we're not meant to live this life alone. So getting to hear the stories of other people and how they approach things, what their values are. It's so important. And I think a lot of the problems we see in the world would be solved if we could just understand people better and understand where people are coming from. Um, yeah, that's the second thing. Third thing I would say is to just enjoy the journey. Um, similar to what Odie said, um, remembering to take breaks because like we're not meant to just work 24 seven. It doesn't make sense. You're gonna burn out. And it's something that I have been guilty of thinking I just have to go, 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 just work, work, work. But um, breaks will um, eventually help you to even work better. And it's important to always set out those times to, um, uh, to relax and to do something that, something else that you're passionate about. Yeah, and celebrating even the little wins is, is very important. Um, I, I guess I'm motivated by how many celebrations I see in the Bible, just like with every little thing, there's like a celebration, there's a festival, there's food. So I try to live my life like that. <laughs> I'm like, I did this one thing. Okay, let's go eat. Let's go do this. Let's celebrate. So just enjoying the journey because um, otherwise you're going to, you're going to burn out and life won't be as, as fun as it should be. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Wow, I love it when we have educated people on this podcast because 
everything that three of you have said i feel like is quality advice um and even just the last thing that you said us to say about celebrating your small wins it's i feel like people don't think about it as much as they should um because they're like oh you just did i don't know you just did your homework like you should be doing that anyways like that's not a big deal but it's like some other people have not done their homework so that's something i should celebrate like it's a big deal for me especially when you know where you're coming from um if it's taking you a long time to actually i don't know homework sounds like a very minuscule thing but like if it's taking you a long time to do your homework and you finally get to done that's a big deal bro like if you haven't gotten out of bed this morning and you stood up and you're like oh let me go and get some piece to eat that's a big deal because some people are so sad that they can't get out of bed and that's not even like a them thing it's just like where the mental health is at right now so celebrating the small things is definitely I mean you don't have to tell me twice because anything I do I'm like oh let's go eat <laughs> let me go and get the cake let's get ice cream I just you just have to do that because I think a lot of people are so um, focused on their own lives. So people, you may think like, oh, I'm doing all these big things, but nobody's celebrating me. But it's like people are in their own worlds. Like they're thinking about themselves and like a lot of struggles people don't tell you they're going through. Um, so you just have to celebrate yourself when you can. And yeah. And I guess one more thing along those lines. I would say I think that I think one thing that resonates amongst most international students is the pressure to succeed. I think when you come to a new place, you just feel like there are, you know, that there's that personal and family and all of that pressure to succeed and make them proud and stuff. I think it's important to understand who you are as a person before you let that pressure consume you. You need to know what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and just take everything step by step. Because I think that was something that I was very, I don't know, I fell victim of in first year in Canada. It was just, I wanted to do everything and anything and be involved as much as possible just because everyone around me was, you know, getting involved and stuff. But then when I took a step back and I reevaluated myself and I was like, these are not opportunities that you know I would usually go for. So what's making me go for them? So it's just really understanding who you are as a person, and and you know just taking everything step by step. And yeah, don't let that pressure consume you at all. Yeah, I think you brought up something really important. Um, it's so easy to compare yourself with others. Um, it's so so easy, and you think you're doing well, and then you see what other people are doing. You're like, well, <laughs> I guess. I guess I'm not that impressive at all. Um, but uh, it's so important to remember that everyone is different. We're not the same. We're not the same people. Um, the thing you brought up, Aliyah, about homework, um, some people are just gifted and they're able to understand things. <laughs> like in yes. class, in class uh, I'll just use homework as an example, a very real example for me. Um, you see people who are able to like finish the assignment in like an hour, they're done, they understood everything. And then personally, I found that it takes longer for me to understand some things. 
and it's so easy to compare yourself with others and be like, well, why, why can't I finish this at the same time that they can? And when you eventually do do it, you don't feel like you've accomplished anything. Um, but what I've started to do now is just comparing yourself with others, just don't do it. And it's, it's advice from that I've seen in the Bible as well. Like, just don't do it. We're all different people. If you're able to finish something, celebrate yourself for that. Even if it took you 10 times as long as the other person, you are a different person from the other person. It's not supposed to take you the same amount of time. So be proud of where you're at and just do your best. Oh, you guys are touching on so many important things. And there's just this one thing that keeps on ringing in my head that I want to share. It's still related to everything you have said, but it's just about, you know, knowing your value and knowing your worth and knowing yourself. Because the, the way I also see it is that in terms of knowing your strengths and weaknesses, you also have to understand who you are and I guess, how, how you want to be treated and how you want to treat other people. I think one thing for me, I used to think if you were able to, you know, I guess move past the situation in your head, it didn't really matter how other people treated you, as long as you, you could be the bigger person about it mentally. But that's not always necessarily the case. There's some things you shouldn't let happen, you shouldn't tolerate. And you, you need to truly understand yourself and what you expect to receive in terms of you know, respect and understanding to be able to actually approach other people with empathy and with understanding and just, you know, live your life for who you are. Especially coming to a new country where you're so inundated by all the different cultures and people and languages and things like that, that it becomes so easy to lose yourself in all of that and to turn into someone that you know you're not. So just keeping that in mind, it allows you to preserve this aspect of yourself that I think is so important and remembering that you know you, you can lose yourself multiple times as you're living you don't just find yourself once but as long as you're always trying to go back to that path then you should be fine yeah 100 sorry guys I like a police um thingy um I feel like everything you all have said is very spot on um and I think even aside from people going to Canada like moving to a new place in general wow there's a lot going on I'm so sorry um even like moving to a new place in general I was just thinking about like moving to a new secondary school like at that age where everybody is kind of trying to find out who they are um but still trying to fit in as much as they can so they're not like the one person that's doing too much um coming into a new school at that age there's a lot of people that try to i guess prove that they're better than you or like prove that you know they were here first they've established themselves and yet just they're like i'm just i'm just trying to pass my classes i'm just trying to do what i can to get by um and also at an age where you're trying to make a space for yourself in the world and then you now move to a new country where it's like everybody else is trying to do this as well so there's not that much pressure for you to necessarily stand out um I feel like at first you have to fit in and then once you 
fits in, you can now move forward to try and like stand out from the crowd, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah. Essa, do you have anything to add? Or um, you know, I've been talking and realizing I'm on mute. And I just I just let you guys keep going. And because when the police was going, I was just like, he's in the ghetto. But wow, that's crazy. Um I feel like you guys have just said such wonderful things, so inspiring. Um and you know, I don't even know what to, there's nothing to add to these things at this point. Like if I try to add anything, I'm just being overstory at that point. Um, so I'm so glad that we've had you guys here today. And just like everyone has said, everyone has just be your own self, run your own journey. And just to remind you, um, even the people that are here sitting today, because sometimes we forget, we say these things and we forget. So I feel like even for ourselves, it's a reminder as well. Like even as we're in school, as I love the perspective that Osisa had with, you know, someone is always doing more than you. Um, Cause people usually stick to one side. If like someone is always doing more than you, so you do more. Or they'll be like, someone's always doing more than you, so you can't kill yourself. But I like the fact that she, she looked at it from both perspectives and took good out of both perspectives. Um, and I'm so glad. Like, I can't explain how glad I am today to be here and be your presence and be able to experience all of this. Uh, so I just want to say thank you again for coming and thank you for taking time out of your obviously busy days because I can't, I can't, or busy day rather, I can't imagine this smart people just sitting in their house doing nothing. Right, you guys, just I, doing nothing. I, the brain cannot just be sitting there for nothing. So I'm so happy that we got we caught you at the right time and we get to experience today with you. And yeah, thank you, thank you so much for coming. Listeners, please. Um, if you like to plug yourself, like anything, if you have a business, if you have a set startup, if you have anything and you just like to put it out there so our listeners can go check on you and follow you or anything would you guys like to put anything out there your well, instagram if your instagram is inspiring <laughs> thanks for thanks for having us um at least for me thanks for having me <laughs> um, <laughs> um i think it's really great that you guys are, are even doing this um this is one of those things that i was like there's no way you can just wake up one day and say I want to do a podcast like it's not it's not that easy but like it's one of those things that you can just go out there and do and for taking the initiative to do it um I think you guys kudos to you guys as well um, oh my god <laughs> so please don't don't do this thank you very much um I think I mean like you guys I feel like we saw an opportunity to help people and that's what mm. like and I mean, as you have noticed, Esther is a talker. Um, so oh. we, <laughs> we um, I mean, I'm also kind of a talker, but not really. Like, um, not I feel like, yeah. So we, we saw something that we could do to help. And I mean, we are helping people. So we're grateful. We thank God for that. Yeah, we do. Thank you yeah. so much for supporting us.
Definitely. No, thank you guys for like, I don't want to reiterate everything, but like, I just want to mention the fact that like you guys got to, you know, inspire so many people through these, these talks and podcasts. Like this is honestly something I would have wished I, I knew about, like if I was, you know, when I was a secondary school student listening to these things and understanding that, you know, things will be okay and things will mm. work out for the best. So kudos to you guys for, you know, doing this. This, this is huge. So that's oh all. God. Well, I am blushing. I don't know about that. Yes, like <laughs> me, I'm blushing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, I well, say. I mean, everyone has said it, but you know, I, I truly do mean it. Thank you so much for having us here. Really grateful that I got to, you know, talk with all of you. You know, we could all share our experiences and the different lessons we've encountered. I've been following this podcast for some time now, and it's really amazing, you know, the progress hey. you guys have made. <laughs> and, like uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad in some way I can kind of contribute to that. And I really do hope to see you guys grow even bigger and impact even more people. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. and if you guys want to come back anytime, just let us know. Um, if you if you have a startup and if I'm, and it blows and you want to come back, you can just say, okay, oh, guys, you know, this is what we're doing. And I just want to say, everybody that's listening, you heard it first here. Any startup that comes out of this, <laughs> it started from coming to America. I mean, no, it didn't, but, you know, we're part of your journey, we hope. So, yeah. Baraman, what did you say? Your slide. I mean, it's all marketing. You know what she's talking about. But yes, if you guys yeah. want anybody to follow you anywhere on Instagram, Twitter, you can see all of that here. If not, that's fine too. If you want to be private, that's cool. If anyone wants to, you know, have a chat or anything, feel free to follow me on Instagram. Um, a R Y A N A A N underscore G. Okay. Yeah, I guess you know, same for me. If you want to talk about anything, life, school, whatever, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Odianasen underscore O. So O D I A N O S E N underscore O. And uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, for me, my Instagram is L-A-I-N-E-E-E dot O. Um, I'm not going to explain why, but that's it. Um, <laughs> and also LinkedIn is uh, just my name, Osose Itua, O-S-O-S-E-I-T-U-A, because um, now I use LinkedIn <laughs> to talk to people. Uh, yeah. As a working, as a, as a upcast working girl. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be using as an actual social network, but here we are. LinkedIn is great, but thank you guys so much for being here. Um, again, we appreciate you, and yeah, we'll be in touch. We will be awesome. in touch. Bye. Thank you so much, and you Bye, guys everyone. don't forget to always keep up with the podcast at oh, All yeah. Coming to America underscore pod we love to hear from you and we always want to know what you're up to what you like yeah. to hear from us and we love you honestly we say this because we mean it 
We love you. That's true. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks again. Bye.